This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. Hello, hi. No, that sounds forced, doesn't it? We're here. We are here and welcome back for another exciting and enthralling episode of Still Under Wraps. Just, and I haven't warned Thomas about what I'm about to say. We're finishing up this week. No, um, <laughs> no, we're not. No, we've still got stacks of DVDs that we do have to plough through. And the only way we are going to get through those films is to watch them. And a follow-up series that is looking to be even longer. <laughs> yes, I haven't checked your uh, list of late, but uh, Thomas is creating a list of episode potential for mm. the follow-up series some which i haven't watched some which i have and and yep. want to talk about and yep and i may even uh, after looking at his list throw some uh curveballs at him there's there's even one in there that is definitely cheating uh, because it's far outside the remit of the show <laughs> oh you haven't picked a tv series have you sort of <laughs> sort of okay well um, i'm curious but that's way off in the future no mm. we are going to continue on but i thought it important to reiterate the fact that neither thomas nor myself and i'm i know i'm taking a bold move speaking for thomas and putting him into a label and, and category but to be frankly honest neither of us are professional film critiques people no what are they called film critics critics that's the word <laughs> ah you can tell i changed some lawnmower blades today you did and yes. then you made the lawn no i thought the best way to test it was to watch underneath as i started the lawnmower right and performed a full frontal lobotomy on myself Right. So that's why this podcast is not going to make a great deal of sense. But I do reiterate that... Oh, when does it? <laughs> neither of us are uh, professional critics, and the opinions of ours concerning the film that we watch on any particular episode are obviously going to be affected by what our day has been like, mm. our own personal quirks and whims and... Uh, particular mood of the day. I mean, as is the case with even professional critics, I think. But I, I wish to reiterate that what we say about the films that we watch are our own personal opinions mm. and could be entirely wrong. 
and do not represent the views of our parent company, Hi Hello Productions, or our associated production companies, uh, First Exit Productions and Deep and Meaningful Productions. That's right. Our parent companies uh, have not been warned that I was going to give this disclaimer, and therefore um, there may be legal proceedings. So we may not be here next week. That being said, what? just so that we don't get cut off... Um, Let's get straight into this podcast now. The film that we're watching tonight, Thomas. The Blind Side. Oh, it's it's cut off by a sticker. The, oh. Yes, there's a sticker because it's still under wraps, Thomas. Oh, but it it's not it's not still under wraps. So there is a sticker on the naked cover. Yes, that's going to be painful to remove. Mm. <laughs> um, yes, so. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, and there are some key indicators here as to where this uh, DVD was purchased, just by the very fact that there is a sticker on the unwrapped cover. Mm. There is a local establishment that, when they receive their shipment of DVDs and Blu-rays, they take the plastic cellophane off and take the discs out and stack them up on top of each other if there's multiple copies of the same film, mm. risking scratching and what have mm. you, um, and then stick them in an envelope and stick those in alphabetical order behind the shelf. So you take the empty case up and they hopefully get a disc that hasn't been scratched. And and it's an anti-robbery measure and you might be thinking, oh, why why don't they just use a security sticker? Well, this particular establishment, the the size and the shape and the arrangement of, of the various shelves, some of which stick out of the storefront, uh, are such that a security sticker would not be helpful or useful. And in fact, quite often they have trestle tables out uh, in the shop mall. Um, stacked to the brim with DVD cases that you then take into the store and they'll grab the disc for you. So I can understand why they do it, but it's also the reason why I only tend to buy films in the category of, well, what does it say on the sticker, Thomas? Uh, well, it's 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 a nice round sticker, uh, what red and white. Yes, Thomas, what uh, does it say? It says free for twenty dollars right. or fourteen ninety nine each. Fourteen ninety nine each or three for twenty dollars. Mm. So my strong suspicion is that when I purchased this, I also purchased two other discs mm. with the same sticker on it. Mm. Yes. So, um, but what is it? We still have not established what we are watching tonight. Yes, we've established about ninety percent of the title of the film. <laughs> Uh, the Blind Side. We're watching The Blind Side. And please, Thomas, do the honours of explaining to our dear listener what this film is supposedly about. Uh, I, m- I might note, I think I cut it out from last week, but I had a great deal of difficulty. Um, the sentences are very long, or they were last week. <laughs> Whether they make any more sense to me this week is a another matter entirely. And um, 
pronunciations are likely to be all over the board because there are some 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 interesting names here. And uh, attached to the earlier disclaimer, we do very little research. Hmm. Except me sometimes during the actual showing of the film. Yes. <laughs> Which just goes to show uh, the methodology of Thomas's reviewing of films. Hmm. Right, so on to this mess. Yes. <laughs> Michael Oher knows little uh-huh. about... Oher? Uh-huh. I don't know. Oher. I just thought I'd just chuck that in just to annoy you. Oher. Oher. Michael Oher knows little about family, less about sports. What the homeless teen knows are the streets and projects of Memphis. Well-to-do Lay Ann Tohi knows little about his world, yet when she and Michael meet, he's found a home. And the Tohees found something just as life-changing, a beloved new son and brother. This real-life story of family and of Michael's growth into an American football star will have you cheering. Uh, self-congratulatory, self-congratulatory, self-congratulatory. Share the remarkable and uplifting journey of a professional athlete who was a winner before he ever stepped onto the playing field. Uh, So, is it based on a true story? Uh, I believe so. No doubt you will have an answer for that uh, by the end of the film. Yes, it does say this real-life story. Ah. Which doesn't necessarily mean that... Based on a story that I heard whilst my hairdresser was cutting my hair. Okay, um, so, Thomas, would you do the honours of opening the case, taking the disc out? I'll I'll do that in a moment. (laughs) Not really much reason for me to take it out until I'm actually putting it in. The sound effects were just really good, that's all. Yeah, that's right. Increase the chances of there being scratches all over this disc. I'm, I'm not touching the disc. I'm, I'm, I'm tapping the button. Uh, he's going to tap the button until it pops out of its case, and then he's going to pick it up off the floor, blow the cat fur off it, and pop it in the DVD player, and it will read no disc. And then we'll um, let you know what it's like when we catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. Mongrel. plunge right into this and say that this is the film that has made this whole podcast shenanigans worth it. 
I'm not saying, you know, it's the greatest film that I've ever seen or anything like that. It was just a great film and and it has sat on the shelf for far too long and I'm now realising how much the poorer I was for it. Hmm. Well, that's what I thought anyway. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. What a, a feel-good story. Yeah. And... The expectation was there right from the start. They knew what they were aiming for and mm. and aimed squarely and, and hit the mark, I thought. Yeah. Possibly the only thing that took me out of the movie, and I can understand why they did it, um, but it, it still did so. And they're certainly not familiar faces to me, but you knew whenever there was someone who was playing himself some big name in, right. in um, and you could tell that person's not an actor that's actually the real person mm. um, you know a small small quibble and that yeah it, it just just was a little jarring and I had forgotten how uh, American football mm. scoring screens looked and so it took me five or six um because they'd only show brief shots of mm. it and my eyes are racing around to work out where I'm meant to be looking to, to work out um, who's got what score. Mm. And, uh, yeah, finally, okay, I know where to look now. <laughs> you, you see home? You see the big number next to yeah, home? They're, they're so far apart. It was, yeah. It was like, yeah, and all these yeah. other numbers are all over the place. I thought that AFL scoreboards were probably confusing to anyone who just looked at mm. um, a, a Australian football league um, scoreboard mm. as to how that all adds up to whatever it adds up to. Nowadays mean. on television, they'll... They'll just put up the score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And it was really odd because I think the last thing that I ever saw Sandra Bullock in was Gravity. Right. And a completely different character <laughs> there. Yes. And, and so yep. that possibly, you know, through no fault of either movies, uh, other than the way my brain works, is that that threw me a little in that. Mm. Um, and well, I've watched all of my kids do it, and I know that I do it too, you know, that, that moment of sitting there, where do I know that actor from? Mm. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm deep in concentration watching a, a movie with, with the kids and then suddenly one of them shouts out the name of, you know, right in an intense part or, or an important um, bit of dialogue, <laughs> yells it out. But, uh, and that's not what happened with me here. I knew mm. exactly where I, I knew her from, but, uh, yeah. Uh, it took me a while to put Sandra Bullock into the the role that she was playing mm. mentally. Yeah, loved it. Absolutely good, solid film. Yeah. I don't care about sport. I, I like cricket. I support the Hobart Hurricanes. Woo. Yeah. A bit of a you, disappointing you, end to last season. You... You polish your Hobart Hurricanes pointy finger every mm. uh, 
every night before you go yeah, to the, bed. Yeah, the, the one that I have. <laughs> Stuck to your wall with all the posters. Mm. And, yeah. I, I like sports stories. Yeah, yeah. And that just did it. Yeah. And did it well. And there, there are certainly a lot in the genre that, that do it well. Yeah. But like yourself, I'm not really a, a sports fan, and this was sort of just a, a random pick, and may well have been, oh, flick, flick, flick through that trestle table full of discs, holding a film that I actually wanted in my hand, but thinking, well, I can get two more and pay, a, you know, <laughs> a mm. lot less, and I must have come across that and knew that. It had got good reviews and thought, oh, you know, I'll grab that. And it's sat on the shelf. <laughs> and uh, a, a gem has been sitting there all this time just waiting to be discovered. So so on the front of the case, mm-hmm. it says that Sandra Bullock won Best Actress at the Oscars. And it also says that it was nominated for Best Picture. And the producers were not expecting it to be nominated for Best Picture. As it turns out, at the time, in 2009... Well, 2010, when it was awarded, the the rules for the Best Picture category was that there had to be at least ten nominees. Oh, okay. So this was making up the numbers, was it? Yes, somewhat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in recent okay. years, they have changed it to uh, be uh, requiring up to 10. Oh, okay. It used to be that they needed at least Just 10. Right, okay. Right. But now 10 is the, the maximum. Limit. Right. Whereas uh, they, they couldn't even get 10. And, so. and look, it, yeah, it, it's certainly... Oh, look... I was going to say something that I have grown to loathe, in fact, and that was, I don't believe it was an Academy Award winning film, but nah. that, that that very statement is worthless, um, knowing of s- certain years where the film that has won has disappeared into obscurity oh, yeah. and... and and other films that were far more worthy of attention didn't receive the attention that they deserved. And I, it's, yeah, it's... I could probably count the number of films that I have seen that have been nominated for Best Picture on one hand. Yeah, yeah. I have certainly seen more and have certainly experienced many a year. But again, you know, I'm... The, the disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast applies yet again. Not a professional, yeah. But um, in my humble opinion, the film that won shouldn't have and the film that was on the list that didn't should have. And, yeah, it, it happened numerous times. And yeah. The Academy Awards are not the awards for popular cinema. No. No, and it has been suggested that possibly there should be a popular vote, but then you end up with, and, and this is not belittling because I've certainly got plenty of, and pre- 
fact, probably got all of the Marvel films on the shelf that have been released. Mm. But for the past X number of years, it would would have been the Marvel films. Mm. No if, buts, or maybes. But uh, oh, except for that but that I just butted. Um. <laughs> bottom. <gasps> you said bottom. Thomas said bottom. <clears throat> Buttocks. <clears throat> yes, anyway. Um, so, yeah, loved it and certainly strongly recommend it uh, to anyone, uh, whether sports enthusiast or otherwise. Uh, just a, a real sweet film. How much it actually fully reflects the, the true events and story is neither here nor there because that's what motion pictures are about is telling a story yeah and it told it well okay do you have anything else you wish to add no let's just move on anyway mm. what's on the show you know it's probably dvds and uh, no additions no, no additions, additions to this the- uh, the list so we've now got 21 21 to choose from and uh, after the adjustments of last week I hope everyone's amicable with the uh, mm. with those and we can just move on here and start the randomizing random randomometer powered by random.org Ten. Ten is the number. Ten is. Can we please get the exciting, the exciting fanfare or whatever? Because a thing has occurred. Oh, is this the red? This is the red. The emblazoned in red. This is. Uh, and it's bizarre that we only just introduced this, mm. this concept in last week's episode did you deliberately choose 10 i did not wow this is uncanny this is just bizarre (laughs) okay so last week we announced that if we select a film from the list of suggestions for what films are on the shelf which are provided by our listeners which are also on our list of films that you have not seen. Yes. So if a person has picked a film that I have not seen and that... Now, what did we decide? That you it, hadn't it, seen? That was on the shelf. That, that I you hadn't, hadn't seen, seen that was on the shelf. That was on the shelf. That we... Yes. Then you would get... Four. Four, four bonus points. Four bonus points. So... If Thomas has seen it, he would get an extra point as well. Is that- uh, I have not. Uh, I have not seen the film in question. Okay, so you have not seen film number ten. No. Um, okay. So, so and, and neither have I. So, so it's got four points immediately. So there's also the potential of there to be a multiplier. Mm. But I can't remember which film it is. So. Thomas, please. Everyone's just hanging on the edges of their seats. Who suggested this film? Jeff. Jeff. Jeff is going to be very happy here. 
And which film was it that Jeff suggested? Well, well first of all, oh. first of all, it is on the shelf. It is on the shelf. Is it on Blu-ray? No. No. So okay. five points. Five points is our baseline here mm-hmm. for the film that I am about to announce. Okay. And also the film that we will be watching next week. That's right, because that was the other thing that was decided. If this occurs, this will automatically become the film that we watch next week and it'll shorten tonight, uh, today's podcast. Mm. Mm. So, Jeff, the film that you suggested which is film number 10, is... To Kill a Mockingbird. And everyone's going... You haven't seen To Kill a Mockingbird? Well, I actually read it. Right. I read it in high school, but for some reason, possibly because the projector was broken or the film copy couldn't be hired or because these were the days when VHS was very new on the scene Mm. and there basically wasn't a hiring situation so uh, there was a big education department library of um 16 mil films that would be stuck in a projector and everyone would cross their fingers that the teacher would know how to operate said 16 mil uh, what what were the odds on that (laughs) well the odds were certainly in the time that i was at high school i saw two frame burns where the projector stopped, but the white-hot sun lamp inside it stayed on. And so Ooh. it concentrated its light and its heat onto that single frame, which then burnt from the middle out. Mm. And you could watch it on the, the screen that was right in front of everyone, and everyone laughed. And the teacher got flustered. That happened twice in right. my high school years. I've seen it happen um, a couple of occasions outside of school, but, yeah, happened twice in school, much to the embarrassment of the teachers. But never saw To Kill a Mockingbird, and I've always felt bad about that, hence the reason that it has been on the shelf. And I will also confess that I have watched possibly the first five minutes of it. Mm. Uh, when I bought it home uh, many years ago, stuck it in the DVD player, mainly to find out how good a quality um, the print was. Right. And can, can you remember? I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously uh, passable so, because it went on the shelf saying, right, must get around to watching that. And so here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Thank you, Jeff, for uh, for suggesting that. It's interesting how such a book that is very much a product of its location and its time still has such a profound effect on another time 
and certainly almost the opposite side of the world mm. type of place. Um, the the book still. I don't remember a lot of details about it, but I remember how much it affected those who actually read it in, in class and the discussions that occurred over it. So I am quite looking forward to watching this. Multipliers? <laughs> Multipliers. Um, oh, that, that is really tough because it is a classic. Mm. And I would even go so far... Certainly in, which contradicts all that I've said about me having read it and Mm -hmm. not seen it, but certainly in Australia, the movie would be more widely watched than the book would have been read. And I think that still applies because Mm. even those who were meant to have read it at school probably didn't. Um, (laughs) Well, I know I certainly wasn't required to and did not. (laughs) Right. Okay, so a multiplier. uh, I'm going to give it a 1.1 multiplier. So that'll be 5.5 points. Five and a half points, Jeff. That's that's interesting. And uh, we won't tell you where that places the, the leaderboard because I'll need to go into the back end of the website. I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) so when you listen to this and jeff this is the interesting situation also the way that i edit this and release this uh podcast uh, as soon as we're finished recording it i go off and edit it and it's usually very early the next morning Mm. uh that it, it comes out which so n- nobody on this side of the world is there to, to see it pop up. But uh, Jeff is in the hot seat pretty mm. much of uh, taking full advantage of of listening to it. So and there's a couple of other dear listeners on the other side of the world who uh, also get that advantage. So... Um, You'll be yahooing and getting really excited in a almost vacuum. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so th- that pretty much brings us to the end of the podcast, yeah. um, which we- will mean that I, I should be able to get it out fairly quickly too. Mm. Um, however, it does mean that I don't know where I'm going to drag any bloopers out, so there may not be any bloopers. Who knows? Um, there's there's been some witty banter throughout yes. the show anyway. So uh, yes, if there doesn't turn out to be any bloopers, um, I'll just leave five minutes of silence <laughs> at the end for you to find out whether I did or not. Um, <laughs> that's bad radio. Yeah, that's very bad radio. I will not do that. We it may well wrap up as soon as the the end. Uh, our our episode music. lengths are super variable anyway. They so are super variable. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening and thanks for joining us. We do enjoy uh, your contributions and uh, enthusiastic uh, banter on the Facebook 
page and mm. we would encourage you to uh, contribute to suggestions as to what films are on the shelf. I didn't really explain what that was about, but uh, I think you know what's going on. Yeah. So, so next week, To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes, and, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the Hunger Games. Mm. Because they're mocking jays. Yes. Which is a mockingbird. Mm. But a mockingbird is not a mocking jay. No. They are different species. Yes. And on that note, bye for now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh dear. Where is the stop button? It's it's next to the green one. Next to the green you, one. You see What's the green one? That one's this red. red button. Right. No, no, the other side. The, the other, other side. side. There. Yeah, this one that here. one. That one. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production. Speaking volume. Speaking volume. Speaking the word volume. Volume. Repeatedly. From the French word meaning a very fat man. What? You sure about that one? No, I made that up. Okay. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. Are you ready, Thomas? Sure. Good. Okay. Oh, my levels are going a bit crazy there. Okay. <clears throat> what choice do I have? And you don't have any choice. No, you're no, contra- we're already recording. You are contractually obligated to <laughs> to be ready now. Okay. Are you ready? No. <laughs> oh well. No. How do, we, how do we do this? Okay.